What's up, everybody? Welcome into SSPN Live. I'm sure some of you guys are still getting in here. We'll wait to see what the numbers are and all that stuff. But um, Ethan, Ethan, it is free agency. It is NBA free agency as we speak. It's been going on for the past hour. Um, we've seen Jared Allen go. We've seen Jamichael Green go. The list goes on and on. Um, but just what are your thoughts so far going into this? Or what were your thoughts going into this free agency? And now that we're about an hour into this thing, what do you think? Uh, I was a little shocked how quickly it just went, like, started. Like, as soon as 5 o'clock for us, like, at 6 o'clock Eastern mm -hmm. for everybody else hit, it was the Lonzo Ball news going to Chicago. And then I was like, okay, so we're not trading DeJounte to Chicago. That theory is done. Um, but nothing has happened that's exactly surprising yet, other than maybe our signing a little out of the blue because of who we drafted. I thought maybe we'd go for a big first and then maybe get a shooter later, like a like an old veteran guy. But – I'm not angry with Doug McDermott. I think he can contribute. I just think that our first real need was big. And so far, no news on whether or not we're going to sign a guy like Lori Markin or anything like that. We don't exactly know what's going to happen. Uh, so we're just waiting at this point. Yep, absolutely. There's been some some other news that has just come out. I just pulled up Twitter just to see what was popping. And Kyle Lowry has agreed to a three-year mm -hmm. deal for approximately $90 million. Yeah, with 90 the heat. million for Kyle Lowry at however old he is. I don't know if I'd do that personally. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's that's a little bit off topic, but going back to the Spurs only signing so far, and I am I am happy to just say that the Spurs have done something pretty quickly to start free agency. We've been asking for that for so long, regardless of the signing. We've just been asking for that specifically for so long. So I'm happy that at least that happened. Um, obviously shooting is a need. I don't know with our draft picks. I feel like this is kind of redundant. Obviously those guys aren't going to be ready to play. What this tells me war, which is a little bit disappointing in my opinion, is that Devin Vassell is not going to be playing probably consistently for the Spurs unless they're going to do nothing else. And Doug McBu Doug McBuckets that we just signed is our starting four, which I'm kind of scared of that being the case, which is why when I first heard this signing, I was a little bit disappointed because I was like, okay, he doesn't really play defense. He's just a shooter. I guess it's cool. We need more veteran role players and we do desperately need shooting. So I'm cool with that. But it's like, if he's going to be playing the four, like if he's not just running off screens as a three, basically, I mean, maybe sometimes we can play him at the four, but I would much rather play him as a three because he's just... He's the tank commander. <laughs> Trevor Schultz says he's the tank commander. Yeah, no, he may be the tank commander, but just the amount of money we just gave him, it seems like a Joe Harris-like contract for a not-as-good Joe Harris. I think you're muted here, Ethan. I can't hear you. My bad. Sorry, my dog was barking. I you're forgot good. to unmute. <laughs> uh, the Joe Joe Harris comparison is valid. I don't know. I like he's a little Doug bit taller. McCormick. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know if I would go ahead and say Joe Harris is flat out better than Doug McDermott, because um, we also have to remember who Joe Harris played plays for or plays with, and who Doug McDermott played with for most of his career, which is like at best uh, like a healthy. Um, I'm going blank on that power forward's name. Sabonis, a healthy mm -hmm. Sabonis is like the best player that he's played with, and Joe Harris is playing with Kyrie, KD, and uh, James Harden. So I don't know if. I see what you're saying. I, yeah, I, I don't know if we can consider him like much worse, if at all worse, than Joe Harris. Um, yeah. But I understand where you're coming from as far as, you know, we don't necessarily need a shooter anymore since we just drafted two guys whose specific job is to shoot for us off ball. Um, and I, maybe this is just me feeling a little bit, um, maybe just being a little bit naive in Devin's development. But I personally feel like after a year with how much he played mm -hmm. in the, you know, he didn't really play that much in the G League, but with how much he played in the NBA, I just feel like Devin Vassell is kind of better than Doug McDermott off the bench as a three, just because of his defensive ability. And he's basically, he's not as good of a shooter, but like he has the potential to be as good of a shooter and he's like almost as good. So I just don't see why we're paying him $14 million. But I don't know. Once again, I'm not, you know, the, mm -hmm. the GM. So, And something um, I didn't even think about, maybe we're over 
maybe we're overthinking how much the Spurs are wanting to play Trey Jones. You know, maybe their mm-hmm. lineup is gonna, is going to be Lonnie, Devin, and and McBuckets. Maybe Lonnie's going to move and play a little bit more at the one spot. You know, we don't necessarily know, and maybe they're just that. maybe and they're they going to yeah maybe they're going to run an eleven man rotation, and that that kind of I don't know I don't think that would help necessarily. They're going to move Derek of to our six young man. players. <laughs> yeah, maybe they will move Derek to the six man. Like, there's so much unknown right now with the Spurs because of who we have on our roster, and we literally only have one power forward, and then two centers, and then our backup center is technically a power forward that's playing center. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I, we still need to address uh, that four spot more than anything. I agree. Absolutely. And not not trying to interrupt you here, Ethan, but just I saw a couple of questions a little while back. I haven't forgot about you guys. I've just been looking through Twitter while we're talking. And so McDermott's deal for the Spurs to start right now, um, the projection, it's nothing is official as of right now, but the projection is 13 and a half million. Um, and that's basically where it could start. Maybe it could be a little bit more as Paul Garcia. Y'all probably know him as a Spurs guy, too. Basically, I don't know what this means, but this is what he says. Um, McDermott's deal could start at 13.5 million with 8% raises. So w- when I hear that, that just looks like maybe he could get a little bit more money. Um, so in regards to our cap, what is 49 minus 13, 36, 36. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we still have 36 million in cap space. Um, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot, everybody already. There's some people who are cool with, uh, with Doug. Um, there's some people who are like, we don't need him. Um, but we do need shooting. I see 13.5 mil is a bargain. You know, I, to be honest on this market, it probably was Ethan. Yeah, honestly. Uh, I mean, well, I know they're, they, I was about to say the Lakers or the, the Nets. I was like, actually they can't pay play anybody, but no. So ML miles one, I, I don't think that Doug, Doug McDermott is not known for his defense, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, he but isn't, what, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was okay. going to say, well, the one thing that I remember from him in college, though, as we're talking, Ethan, is that I remember he was in the post. And granted, that was in college, but at Creighton, he was in the post a lot more than um, than I than he's been in the NBA. But that was yeah. something that was a part of his game. So he might maybe incorporate that a little bit more, especially if he's playing a little bit more four. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was one of those guys in college that was just a bucket getter. Like he, there was no weaknesses in his game in college. And then he came to the pros and with athleticism and all that, that just like kind of relegated him to the three-point line. But he's he's made a resurgence in his career as the NBA has become more three-point line driven and physicality's mm-hmm. sort of been taken out of the game a little bit as he's grown into his career. Um, so I think that he has a little bit more than just, you know, standing on the three-point line in him. He can definitely be a guy that can score in the mid-range and maybe play make, cut, backdoor, all that kind of all that kind of jazz. Um, he can play D, right? Miles, I see you. He can play D. He is six seven, so he's not a short guy like Bryn Forbes, and he's not an old head like Marco Bellinelli. So he's not gonna be as useless on that side of the court as those two were in our system uh but he's not he's not a Devin Vassell he's not a lockdown guy like that's not what he's known for yeah and um I like uh what Mocha and Miles are saying in here too uh but specifically Mm -hmm. Mocha your point I see McDermott as a better wise camp Joe can learn off him and be a better shooter overall that honestly seems like that's exactly what this signing is now that I know that I know that sounds crazy because we've been talking about all this stuff but now that that's mentioned, this does kind mm-hmm. of feel like, okay, this is the type of player that we're going to want to have on our roster moving forward. We're going to want to have, you know, one of these Duncan Robinson type guys. Let's sign McDermott for Wise Camp to learn from him. Um, and I think you made a great point about Lonnie. I, you know, I hadn't really thought of that and overestimating Trey Jones's playing time, you know, maybe, and, and really maybe, you know, I can see that maybe I'm reading too much into one good defensive performance against the Suns when the Suns couldn't do anything right and and the Spurs did everything right in that one game um you know we'll we'll have to see what happens with that but maybe Vassell is going to be the starting two um Lonnie's going to be the one and uh and and you'll have homeboy uh McBuckets at the three I don't know we'll have to see but that's something that's very interesting you know we kind of just assumed you know how the roster was going to look Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, there's there this with, if this draft tells us anything, Brian Wright is moving more towards that kind of positionless basketball. So that would make Mm -hmm. sense. 
And I just thought of something, Jude, that kind of scares me, but it could be a possibility. Okay. You and I, and I think most of Spurs fans everywhere, have just assumed that you know we were going to move Keldon Johnson back to his spot at the at the small forward and take him away from power forward. Maybe Brian Wright and Pop are thinking the exact opposite. They were like, no, Keldon's think, our four. And think of Team USA. Think of Team USA right now. I was literally watching a clip. Sorry to interrupt you, Ethan, but I was literally no, no, no. watching a clip. Earlier today on CBS Sports HQ, they had former Spur Avery Johnson. I don't know if y'all remember Avery Johnson, but he was literally talking about how the Spurs' biggest challenge against Spain. I was watching a Spain-USA breakdown, right? And mm -hmm. um, the biggest problem is that we could be undersized against the Gasol brothers. And look, Pop, I love that you're trying to adapt and everything, but we've had this conversation multiple times on the show, Ethan. It's not that necessarily we need, like, the league is getting smaller. The league is getting shorter. That's not what's happening. That's not how small ball works. It just means that everybody at bigger positions are more skilled. Like Evan Mobley, you saw his tape. He's he's not a center. He's going to be played at the five, but he is a seven foot wing. You, you know what I'm saying? He's mm -hmm. a guy who can dribble sprinting up the floor. You know, guys, you know, bigs don't traditionally do that. So anyways, that that's my little rant on that there but it's a problem in team usa and it's a problem with the spurs and i just i hope they're not i mean look i trust them they know more than the basket more about basketball than i ever will but at the same time i'm just not sure if that's a winning formula when you look back on last year and it seems like one of the biggest issues was size and brian wright even talked about that so i don't think that's what's happening because brian wright said in free agency and in, in the interview after the drafts that we need to get bigger so yeah. let's see if he does it. Let's see if he does it, though. That doesn't mean he may not, Ethan. He may not get it done. Fingers crossed, Jew. What are some of the names as far as power forward slash center, centers that are still available? I know Kelly Olynyk is gone. Jamichael um, Green's gone. Jamichael Green is gone. Nerlens Noel, I think, is still available. No, he's gone, I think. Let me check. Let me I'm pretty sure the Knicks resigned a couple people. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't remember if he was one of them. Um, it's not that much. I agree with you, Alexander. Um, you can never have enough shooting, and that was the. That is it, a good point. Yeah, you can never argue. I mean, you can always argue. Excuse me. You know what was our biggest issue last year? Shooting or size? Like I can see both arguments. So we definitely have addressed one of those issues. Uh, now we just need to find somebody to. You know, even if it's even if we start Lucas Samanich, I wouldn't be mad. Um, but we still need somebody to back him up at the four spot. I feel like I don't. I don't necessarily want Doug McDermott being our backup four. I don't want that either. I don't yeah. want him playing the four in general. But yeah. as of right now, that's what it looks like. But we still have thirty six million. Um, you know, mm. so I don't want to free. And the Demar thing hasn't come, and that's that's the big domino. That's mm -hmm. what we were expecting. I was expecting pretty quickly, honestly, to get the Laurie Markin news. If we if we sign and trade for Laurie. Even if we give him a big contract, I'm not going to be as mad as at the Doug McDermott signing. So we'll have to see. Yeah. There's so many questions, so many questions, Ethan, and it's all happening real time. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you guys in the chat think? If, would you be mad if we got Lori for giving up DeMar? I mean, we're not giving up DeMar. He's not coming back regardless. But would, would you be mad about that? I know, Jude, you were thinking about, you thought Kyle Lowry was going to potentially go to the Bulls, and then that would attract mm -hmm. DeMar even more to go to the Bulls and be paired against Zach, Zach Levine and Vucevic. But um, I don't know if that makes it less likely that the trade's going to go through, but who knows? I have yeah. no idea, too. It seems like Bulls fans are kind of confused, too. I saw under the Doug McDermott um, signing that, that Kenny, Kenny Beecham, he qu mm -hmm. uh, quoted underneath it. He was like, does this mean they don't want Laurie? <laughs> so like yeah. Bulls and Spurs fans are like, let's do it. Like, you know, and it just, it hasn't happened yet. So we'll have to see. We <laughs> shall have to see. Noah, you don't want Laurie. You want Zach Collins. I'd be fine with Zach Collins too. I'm not mad at that. I'm not yeah. mad at that. The only reason I'm a little bit higher on the Lori trade than I was earlier. Cause uh, if you've watched our channel, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of Lori Mark I didn't want him to, to really come to the Spurs, but if we're trading DeMar to get Lori, I'm fine with that. Cause either way, we're not going to get anything out of DeMar. So you might as well try and get, you know, a piece. And right now, you know, Lori fits that, you know, need at the power forward spot. 
Yeah. So I think just in regards to Lori too, like, I guess the thing is, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of him either. Like the way that his career has gone, he's kind of just been a bust. But the thing is, he still has potential. He's still a really skilled big man, and he's still fairly young, I believe. And he's 24. If there's anybody who can fix him and use him in the right way, it's going to be the Spurs. And honestly, like, I'm seeing people talk about Luca right now, and it's like you, you forget about him, but he hasn't really shown us anything in the league. Like, Laurie has shown more than Luca's shown in the league so far. Obviously, he's been in the league longer, and he's bigger, but still, like, that that seven, the size, it's, look, when it comes to Laurie Markkinen, let's just be honest, we're falling in love with what he could be. Not what he is right now, but with the Spurs development team, you know, this isn't just us talking out of our butts. This is why potentially Kelly Oubre wants mm. to sign with us. It's literally because of the Spurs development team. It's very attractive to multiple different players that haven't had, you know, haven't realized their full potential, they feel like. So if we have to trade DeMar DeRozan and like, like, let's get something out of him. We're, and the thing is, is like next year, unfortunately, as much as I would love to say that. Bradley Beal's going to sign with us for 50 million and we're going to pay him the big contract and all this stuff. Like, even if we offered these dudes like a ton of money, a lot of these stars just straight up wouldn't come here. So we might as well use that money on something. Um, And Eric Pacini, you're talking about John Collins. Now, that's something that I also wanted to bring on to today's show. I watched this other little clip, Ethan, from Stadium. Mm -hmm. Shams was talking about it. The Atlanta Hawks and John Collins, as of right now, are nowhere near a deal. They're nowhere near a deal, and there's going to be a lot of other teams that throw him the back. So right now, oh, we don't, and, and he believes he's a max player. I don't believe John Collins is a max player, but I'd offer them, I'd offer it to him <laughs> right now. If there's a chance to get in, I I don't know, maybe not a max. Maybe I'm overexerting myself, but I would offer him $28 million right now. 28 million. Wow. I know that sounds crazy, but like we're not going to get any better. I don't believe that we're going to get anybody better in next year's free agency. I know I've been talking about how it's attractive to wait until then, but I really just don't think I, I don't think that anybody any of these major stars, I just don't see them signing with the Spurs. It's literally never mm-hmm. happened ever other than LaMarcus Aldridge. That's the only big free agency signing that we've ever had. And mm-hmm. David Gonzalez, I like. I could see Kelly Oubre becoming an all-star with us. I don't know if any of y'all watch Clan the Spurs fan. He's another Spurs YouTuber out there. Um, and he made a video talking about how Kelly Oubre, you know, potentially could be an all-star. He could realize all-star potential with the Spurs. And I liked his argument. I don't think that it's guaranteed. Um, but I do think that he's somebody that could sign with us and could really flourish with mm-hmm. us. And I would love to have his personality on the team. I think him and DeJounte just adding one of those and Keldon too, just adding those kind of dogs to the team um, would, would help us too. So hopefully we can sign him. I was, if we were going to sign a wing, I was expecting Kelly Oubre. So hopefully, mm-hmm. maybe, and we still can. The thing is, is we can still sign probably Laurie and, um, and Kelly Oubre with 36 million left in cap. So if we mm-hmm. go Doug McDermott, Laurie, and Kelly Oubre, or even if we just go Doug McDermott and Kelly Oubre, if we get Kelly Oubre, that's going to make everything better. <laughs> you say no, Miles doesn't think that that he could be an all star with us. He couldn't do it. With, well, the thing is though with Steph and all of them is that was a pretty like stacked roster. It was pretty. Thr- it was thrown together pretty quickly too. I don't know if he has all star potential necessarily, especially okay. if that's we're, if true. we're if we're if we're really gonna tie our wagon, I don't know if I'm using that that phrase correctly, but if we're gonna tie our wagon to DJ and Derek and Keldon, I don't know if they'll get enough touches necessarily to be an all star. And I don't know if the Spurs would sign him expecting him to be our number one guy. And I feel like if you're gonna be an all star, you gotta be a number one guy, at least if you're on a bad team. Not saying that we're bad, but we're not playoff contenders or championship contenders or anything like that. Um but that, that's he what, has all star tattoos. <laughs> he does get a lot of tattoos, and maybe he'd bring a little bit more fans to uh, to San Antonio. Yeah, I I think that going back to Kelly, I don't know. I I think the main reason that he could that he could potentially be an all star is just his the potential that he has as a shooter. Right now, he's just a basic kind of. He's just an average shooter as of right mm-hmm. now. With Chip England, that could, that realistically, at 25 years old, that can get better, okay? So if he can become an 
you know, just a 30 right now. He's already like a 36% shooter or whatever. It doesn't matter. He can become a good, a really good shooter with the Spurs. He has potential from what I've seen, in my opinion. Then on top of that, he's got a lot of athleticism. I was watching mm-hmm. his tape with the Warriors today, and there were a ton of cuts, lobs, dunks. Um, something that I feel like would fit with the current roster. Let's see. We just got an ESPN alert. Oh, it's about mm-hmm. Jameis Winston. We don't. We, not, not about the Spurs. Um, I will. But, I will say this about Kelly Oubre, though. For people that are just to play devil's advocate here, I did watch like the first part of the season with him and the Warriors. And he did. He had a streak, Jude, of where he literally didn't make a single shot other than dunks. Like I saw that. Basket, I was watching the highlights. The only baskets he could make for like a solid, probably couple weeks, were just straight up dunks, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if he's going to just be a role playing four and not our main option. Um, it just depends on how much we're willing to give him. And I saw a comment up top. I believe it was Miles or P- uh, Eric Pacina said something about uh, Marquis Chris. I wouldn't mind getting Marquise Chris back on a minimum deal. I don't know where he is with his injury, but just someone to like round out the the depth yeah, chart. Yeah, if he's a third, if he's a third stringer for sure, mm-hmm. we just need to get him better as a shooter. That's the only thing with Marquise yeah. Chris. And um, I also saw someone talk about how Laurie wouldn't help because weren't we getting muscle he's in not, the paint? He's anyway? not. Yeah, he's not very physical in the paint. Mm-hmm. But I will say this though, he he is not. He's probably not, we didn't. I don't think we got muscled in the paint. I just think we got out like length. I don't know if that's the correct no, way to put it. Exactly. That. We've talked about this instance so many times on the show. I don't know if y'all remember the late season Mavericks game where Keldon Johnson is grabbing, guarding, or not grabbing, pause, um, guarding Kristaps Porzingis. And he's like this. He's literally mm-hmm. part of the, I didn't know that there was going to be armpit sweat. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, um, point is he's like that. He's got his arms up playing his best defense as possible. And Kristaps is just like, oh, I'll just shoot. Yeah, so I think if we just got that's someone taller there, that that's that's I don't Lori's not going to lock anybody down better than Keldon, but just being taller, the just Spurs being six eleven, demand physical physicality as well. Pop will mm-hmm. demand physicality from Lori, um, and you know maybe that's just us being a little bit optimistic there. But and having uh, Jakob next to him will help too. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that's a great point also because he's going to be on the perimeter mostly. So maybe it's that we need another center <laughs> if we're getting out muscled. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, going back up to Douglas Quaid, he asked a little while ago. I don't know if anybody's asked y'all yet, um, but do you guys think that DJ wants out of the Spurs? I'm not sure. I think that that is a question mark for me, Douglas. Um, I'm just, I'm not entirely sure. There's The problem is there's been more cryptic tweets, but there were always cryptic tweets. So... It's just, I'm like, I, I, if I wouldn't be surprised, if DJ is on our roster, I won't be surprised. If DJ is traded, I won't be surprised. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, 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 it could go either way. I don't know if he wants to leave the Spurs. I just think that the rumors, maybe he's one of those guys that unfortunately is going to respond to the rumors on social media. I, I don't know if that means that his you know, relationship with the organization is necessarily, you know, wavy or anything like that. I, I don't want to like guess because I don't know. Um, but if he's still on the team, I don't think DeJounte is the kind of guy that's going to like quit on us and be like, I don't want to play for the Spurs. They almost traded me. I don't know if I see that in DJ. I think he's too much of a dog to do that. You know what yeah, I mean? And I think, and I remember, I remember even like the first time that he came to the Spurs, he was like coming into an environment like the NBA you know, it's a business. So is that your DJ impression that it's not very good? It didn't go as well. <laughs> Look, if, if you want to get my full DJ impression is impersonating his Snapchats. And the problem is in his Snapchats, he, he says explicit stuff. And, you mm-hmm. know, we got to keep the PR good for SSPN. So we won't reveal yeah. that. Um, maybe maybe one day we'll have a Patreon and y'all can y'all can y'all can see me impersonate his snapchats um but eric piscina brought up a great point a lot of y'all also were in here last time so shout out to you guys for being in here twice um but he said i don't see the bulls shedding money they just signed ball that was a big contract for Mm -hmm. so um so i don't know if they're gonna have the money to do a sign and trade with damar didn't even think about that and that might be why we signed doug mcdermott but i still think that there's an opportunity for a sign and trade with Demar, it's probably not going to be as good. Um, 
but I didn't even think about that. So we just had this whole Larry discussion, probably for no reason. <laughs> maybe. We're or maybe they don't have. Maybe they don't have even have any money to match whatever contract we might offer Lori. So that could potentially be on the table as well. Um, I saw something up top that I wanted to address. Portis. Uh, yeah, Portis is staying in Milwaukee. Thank you, David Gonzalez, for beating me to the punch. And Rashawn Holmes in Sacramento. I didn't even know he was a free agent, to be honest with you. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's signed yet. I wouldn't mind Rashawn Holmes. I thought he was one of the guys we should have potentially traded LaMarcus for back when he was uh, potentially being traded, and then we ended up letting him walk for absolutely nothing. If y'all remember that. Pain. So much pain. Bring it, LaMarcus. Not trying to be quiet, y'all. I'm just trying to look at shams and woes. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I don't want to. I don't want to miss a big announcement or anything. Yeah. Like that. So, so Bobby Portis going back. That's that's the main. That's the main news right now. Still nothing on the Spurs so far. Um, let's see. Let's see what else is going on here in the chat. Um, yeah, I think Ubre um, is is another is really is really the main main target right now. Honestly. I feel like that's the most realistic option. And I like what Noah C is saying right now and what Mocha said right before both of y'all. Golden State sign and trade is still an option. Golden State, you need another star. We've got the super teams in Brooklyn and LA. We've got DeMar DeRozan right here. You can give us James Wiseman. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't know I don't if know they if would give up it. Wiseman. No, but we probably could get Kelly Oubre. Yeah. That would yeah. probably guarantee us getting him. Now, if they gave us Wiseman, I'd probably give up almost anything except for Keldon. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd give up almost No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm with that yeah, too. Yeah, me too. Because we need, we need a big. We desperately mm-hmm. need a big. So I would not be mad at, my, at Wiseman either. I think somebody else mentioned uh, Marvin Bagley the third. Um, I wouldn't be mine. I would be, I would love, I know he struggled, but that's another one. He's basically Laurie Markinen, except probably has a lot more potential on defense. Um, personally, um, not, you know, still not the greatest defender right now, but I think that he just has more potential athletically. Um, but I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at a sign and trades. And I mean, it would, it would suck for tomorrow because he has to, well, it wouldn't suck that bad. He got the Aaron Fox, but you know, it wouldn't be a championship championship contender for tomorrow, but um, I would love if we could get Marvin Bagley. I would love that. I don't know how realistic that is, but um, I would love that. And <laughs> Brian Sauls should have drafted Kai Jones. <sighs> the thing is, as time has passed, Ethan, I think we, you know, y'all may not have gotten to this point. You may never get to this point, but but I think me and Ethan, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ethan, if I'm speaking for you, but I'm every day. I'm liking our two picks more and more. I like them more and more as far as people. And I think that they both fit the Spurs culture. And I think they both have tremendous upside and ability to shoot the ball, play, make their athletic, all of that stuff. I still think we reached at 12 to get Primo. I wish we would have maybe traded back, but we did reach. We could have gotten him later in the draft. And that was something in our last live stream that I didn't get to mention just in the, you know, getting caught up in conversation. Mm -hmm. But as much as I've, came to like primo and like that pick and i think that five years from now we're gonna all feel like idiots um at the same time uh we did reach for him we could have we could have traded back gotten more assets and still picked him Mm -hmm. um so but maybe you know that's a testament to just how much they do believe in him but still but you're right i do i do love that kid the more the more i see him on like instagram and on uh on the news and stuff athleticism Sneaky athletic. I didn't know he had that. I saw that that clip from practice when he went up and dunked it. Yeah. Shout out Trevor Schultz mentioning that in the chat. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, we will probably probably <sighs> Noah. Noah, you and I are both pessimists, and I love it. I think I, there's no way that this is if this is the only move we make. I'm gonna personally drive down to San Antonio and RKO Brian Wright out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, you dumb idiot. (laughs) I could definitely see it being the only move that we make that can actually help us. You know, like we might go get some dude that's going to be like a Marquis Chris like we talked about. 
Like I could see okay. us doing that, like waiting till like day three or four or whatever, and then it's like Spurs get third string power forward uh, to to back up Luka Samanich, and then that's the, that's it. I could absolutely see that. Look, okay, all right. Look, well, the biggest, you know, okay, no, I'm just in pain. I, I'm just in pain. I hope it's going to be wrong. fine though. We're signing Kawhi. It's fine. <laughs> we're signing Kawhi. It's gonna be okay. Okay, so this is why I got just sad there and couldn't talk for a second. So shout out Noah Magaro George. He's another Spurs person, Spurs media person. Um, and he said and noted that McDermott spent seventy percent of his minutes at power forward last year. We we got I don't I don't mean to interrupt you, but big news here from Adrian Wojnarowski. Free agent Zach Collins has agreed to a three year, twenty two million dollar deal with the San Antonio Spurs. I like it. Okay, I like that too. That's go. a cheap deal. We're not, we're not getting Laurie, but honestly, Zach Collins might be better than Laurie. I know that sounds crazy. I think these are our two moves, unless we sign Ubre. I like that a lot. And that, Alex that makes, Lynn to the Kings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alex Lynn coming home. <laughs> that, the, Alex Lynn to the Kings. That might be. I think Miles is talking about Rashawn Holmes being available. I don't think we can get him now, but he is. Or maybe available because he plays the same position. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, Eric, thank you for being here, my guy. Um, I want Kelly Oubre still too. And I think we have the money to get him. Let's go for the Zach Collins, Doug McDermott, Kelly Oubre trifecta and call today mm-hmm. a good day. Yeah. Uh, real <laughs> quick, I'm going to read some stuff about Zach just in case people don't have any clue who he is. Power forward center, 23 years old, 6'11". He was a the tenth overall oh, pick. Oh, he's in still twenty three. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I didn't realize he was that young either. I thought he was twenty five. Not a big time scorer, uh, but he's a seven this points last year, signing. six boards, uh, and he shot thirty seven percent from three. If y'all were interested in that, uh, so yes, he's capable. He is a good three point shooter. He's a good shooter. Yes. And he's 6'11", which I really like. because he, he can play forward. the four and the five. Mm-hmm. And also, I like that. Uh, go Spurs go. Unfortunately, my man Jared Allen signed a five-year, $100 million deal with uh, the Cavs about an hour ago. So we can't get him. Um, but okay. I Yes, he has been hurt. Um, and he's missed a lot of games. We need him to be healthy. Yes, we do. That is a concern. But it doesn't matter because he's 6'11". <laughs> We, we, we needed that so badly. <laughs> and at defense, you know, um, to be honest, I haven't. I need to go watch Zach Collins' tape to have an assessment on his defense, to be honest. Um, and the other thing just about Zach Collins, though, is he has been injured for two years. Yeah, he needs to stay healthy, but I don't think the Spurs make this signing if they're, like, really concerned about his health. And remember, there have been instances where players have been hurt for like consecutive years and then have gone on to have um, healthy careers. I know that sounds crazy, but a lot of times a change of scenery and a train change of athletic training staff um, can help mm-hmm. there too. Obviously, this is all looking on the bright side. You guys are bringing up great concerns. But mm-hmm. all in all, we got a 6'11 power forward who can play in the post and can shoot and has the physical abilities to be a great defender. With the Spurs, you can get better on defense and you can get better on at shooting. Mm-hmm. Those are I two things wanna, that are bound to happen. I do want to bring one thing up that I did not know because I don't follow Trailblazers basketball. Collins actually refractured his foot in June 29th of this year, yes. so he probably won't. When do you think? Do you think he'll start the season with us, or is he? Um. Well, okay. It's August and October. So Zach Collins. I don't know how long. Forget. Foot, I don't have no idea how long a yeah, foot fracture takes to rehab. And everything's every every injury is different. So I'm gonna look up foot fracture, um, heel timetable. Um, and this is just gonna be a rough estimate. This could not be true. Um, but it says for most simple fractures, um, which I feel like this isn't a simple fracture because he refractured it. So I'm gonna mm. go with. But most simple fractures, the healing the healing process is about six to eight weeks. That's just the healing process. That's okay. not him getting back in basketball shape. Severe fractures may require surgery and more recovery time. Um, I will assume that it's going to take a little bit more. Let's just say probably eight to 12 
He um, did undergo surgery. It was no, a stress he, fracture. Oh, so he already had surgery. That's yes. actually really good then that he's already mm-hmm. had surgery. And maybe the reason that he's been hurt this whole time is because there was something going on that he fixed in that surgery, which is why maybe they because think the same thing happened with Derek. Remember that too. He just literally had foot issues. So mm-hmm. maybe he literally had the same foot issue as Derek and the front office was like, oh, we know how this works. Sign. You know, I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, mm-hmm. I, I, get your, I get your concerns, Miles, that, that it's a that's a old, it's a big guy with foot issues. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But look, let's just let's see how it goes. Maybe if it's bad, then it's bad. We're not winning the chip this year regardless. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like, let's experiment. We can probably trade these contracts. Um, and I just like all the skills mm-hmm. that he has. The skill set that he has is like exactly what we've been yearning for so mm-hmm. yeah noah it's three years 22 million so a little bit over seven million a year which honestly is pretty cheap um for a guy that you know before he got hurt he was probably worth a lot more than this and um you know you're right about his a big guy with foot issues is kind of you know sketchy but you know like jude said what else are we gonna do <laughs> yeah so okay let me tell you um something else so with zach collins the spurs cap space is down to 27.6 million barely below a john collins max but also it is official too that kelly Oubre has not agreed with the team still so there's 27 million to work with boys and i think we're gonna i i think we're gonna i maybe i shouldn't say this but I don't know. I feel good about the Kelly Oubre thing. Since since I've talked about that today and I heard all this stuff, I've I've really liked that signing. That that's been that's I don't know. Maybe that's just me being too optimistic, but I really feel like that could happen too. But we also might be done right now. No, not we can't we're not done right now, but maybe with rotation players right now. We'll have to see. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um we'll we'll have to see. So how much did did you were you able to catch how much that is a year? I mean I know it's it puts us down to twenty six million, but how much a year is that for if we well if well it puts us down to twenty seven million or whatever I said, but um so what, that's like nine million a year around is how much we're paying Zach Collins? It's a little over seven million a year. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. That's what I was saying. I think that's a that's a really solid deal. Granted, if he if he plays, that's a yes. really solid deal. But that's a tradable contract too. He'll probably play at some point this year, even if it yeah, even if it takes a little bit. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to see because once again, we saw what just happened with the whole Derek Foot thing. So maybe they hold him out, but I don't think he'll be out for the whole year. So no. Kelly Oubre really seems like the um. Did y'all see that? I don't know if the lights almost just went out of my house, but uh. <laughs> but um we'll have to we'll we'll have to see what happens but we also have something else tomorrow that my boy miles just talked about i was actually about to bring it up tomorrow is our first summer league game we're gonna get to see devin vassell josh primo joe's joe wise camp wheeze camp it's one of those jones uh one of those pronunciations trey jones we're gonna get to see them hoop tomorrow for the next couple days um and then they'll go down to orlando and play in like the the bigger summer league um, but yeah, they start the Salt Lake one tomorrow. Um, and I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really hyped. I'm so hyped to see Primo too. The videos have looked crazy. If he's just like sniping and dunking, then I'm going to be like, okay, I'm sorry, Brian Wright. Um, but I think that he, I think that him and Wieskamp have some potential to, to look really good um, tomorrow, especially when you have some vets like Vassell and Trey Jones in there. And they might have wanted to bring them in just so they could run a proper offense with that team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think Vassell can really show his skills as well. 100%. I was, I was curious, actually, looking at the roster, if because all the footage that we've seen, granted we've only seen like maybe four plays on their Instagram and stuff, it has had Primo basically running the point, it looks like, kind of handling the ball. I could be and wrong. Maybe maybe they're just showing one play, but if Trey Jones is playing, he, he kind of needs the ball. So I wonder if he's going to... I'm wondering how that's going to work. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I could see that too, because that's one of the reasons that Brian Wright said they drafted him. One of the things that really impressed them, which 
you know, made them obviously reach that high was the way that his playmaking was at the combine. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, somebody else's power went out. Sorry about that, Mocha. Um, but Daquan Jeffries, y'all talking about Daquan Jeffries? I really like that too. I saw the video of him dunking today, mm-hmm. and they had the bunnies, and I was like, yeah, um, I'm really um, excited to see what he does as well because he should be a really athletic player that can shoot too. So this summer league squad should be pretty stacked, to be honest. We should mm-hmm. we should go out and win another. Y'all remember when? Uh, Becky Hammond won the summer league with Kyle Anderson. Yep. <laughs> and Jonathan Simmons and the boys. <laughs> I miss slow mo. I wish we had him still. I wouldn't. He's going to be a free agent next year. I would not against the idea of bringing him back, especially as a four in the modern NBA. We didn't realize yeah. how, well, one, we didn't realize how much he was going to progress as a three point shooter in Memphis. Um, but also, we didn't realize like how his size and his skill set was going to translate really well to the, the trans, you know, the, the transition of the N- NBA and the way that it's played. So he's literally a Boris Diaw clone. Yes. It's literally like, what he literally. is. Let's see if so. looking at Twitter, see if anything else has happened. Trevor Ariza to the Lakers. Okay. So another thing is too, um, it's Trevor. Well, that's a good signing for them. I don't want to mm-hmm. just ignore that, but, San Antonio, Bobby Marks just tweeted, San Antonio can still generate up to $30 million in cap space, but would need to release the holds of Mills, DeRozan, and Gay. Release we the release holds. Gay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't release know if we're still trying to. Everybody. Yeah, I think Patty's. Yeah, if we're going to sign a trade tomorrow. Yeah, but um, Patty, I don't think Patty's coming back. As much as I love Patty Mills to death. Yeah, yeah, I think he's out of there. He, he look, he he got a championship with us. We yeah. appreciate him, hundred percent. Rudy Gay's gone. Well, gone. <laughs> yes, yes, he he is far gone. But uh, the Spurs will likely sign KBD's contract to it. I think that KBD actually might already be signed. I've been like seeing a lot of stuff that he didn't they pick up. I know, even if it didn't get announced. I don't know. It's like everything that's like talking about the Spurs roster has Kieta Bates Diop in it. So I think that Abdi Yusuf says who's KBD. <laughs> that's a that's Kieta yeah. Bates Diop. He's our he's yeah yeah he is signed already. That's what I thought. He he already um yeah he he's he qualifying offer. That's yeah yeah okay bet. So I think and and I think now with all the signings that they've had, uh, Bates Diop will be transitioned to a four. And he's yeah. just a 25 year old wing, Abdi. Um, he he can he can shoot. He can play in the post. About six eight. Um, he's a he's a really solid depth guy. Like if he's your third stringer, you're really happy about that because he can play as a backup. Mm-hmm. Jude, give me your final not final final, but like if this is all we do, are you happy with how everything's gone? <sighs> if this is all we do. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. If we sign Kelly Oubre, then everything's great. Mm. But the Zach Collins signing really, really saved, uh, really saved me. <laughs> I do want to. Uh, I guess okay. If we sign Kelly Oubre, I would want to play Kelly at the four, starting four. Look with his tape, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, because he can catch lobs and like dunk, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but know? I, I still want Luca to get back up four minutes. But does that relegate Zach Collins to the third string four, or does he take minutes now away from Eubanks at a at a slightly smaller five? How would you mm. work that? Okay, what I would do here's mm. what I would do right now with the roster. So what you've got, um, you've got Dejounte, Derek, Keldon, mm-hmm. and one minute I got a Twitter alert. Okay, nothing, nothing, anything, nothing, anything. No, no breaking news. Um, I feel like I could see Zach playing center too. I don't know. He can play both. He's played both with with Portland. Yeah, we don't really have another center, honestly, on the roster right now. That's where they're going to play him. So, I mean, I, so, I know we have Eubanks, but I don't know if we're going to run Eubanks. Maybe we do play Eubanks. I don't know. He's been working. Honest- He's been working he's, this offseason. He's been working. 
You're working on that jump shot. I've been stalking his Instagram for you, everybody here. He's been working. I don't know. This is this is interesting. Doug McDermott does take minutes away from Devin Vassell. M easy. That that's probably my I don't that's the only thing I don't like about the McBucket signing. I would have much rather just just rolled with Kelly Oubre at the three. Um yeah, I Eubanks, I Noah, I just hope that Eubanks is if Eubanks is our third string center, I think we should be happy about that. Um but Eubanks needs to start. I've been saying it. <laughs> I've been saying it. Put Jakob on the bench. Let Eubanks work his magic. Free, Run the offense through free, Eubanks. Free Eubanks. Free Eubanks. Let's just trade Eubanks for Dame. Yeah. I think Portland would take that. I, I like Eubanks too. He could, I don't know. He's he's a depth guy. Okay, going back to your original question though, I'm like thinking about it and I'm not sure how I want to do it. Because ideally, when I think um, immediately this roster, I just think of Zach Collins starting at the four immediately. That's mm-hmm. what that's actually what I would do. And honestly, then just play, uh, just just play Doug McDermott as the backup four. I know I'm not su- unless we sign Ubre, play Doug McDermott as the backup four. And I know that's not the greatest thing, but I'd rather have him playing the four on the bench than in the starting lineup. Make Luca five, and then our problems are solved. Yeah, <laughs> that would be That's rough what I was saying, to watch. Yeah, we couldn't play him. Yeah, what this sounds like to me, probably what I would do as of right now is I wouldn't play Trey. I don't know, but I want to play Trey Jones. Me too. That's the thing. And I don't know how good of a playmaker Lonnie Walker is, but he is capable of being a point guard. He's only like what six four, six five. He, he, he likes the ball in his hand. He's a better on-ball player than he is off-ball shooter. We saw that last year, so I don't know. I do want to address my man Montel Lovett real quick. Why didn't y'all throw money at Jared Allen? I don't know. Maybe we did, but he signed a pretty hefty contract to stay with the Cavs. Um, so clearly the Cavs wanted him, and I'm sure he probably wanted to stay and play next to Evan Mobley. But I have no idea if we even talked to him or not. I think Jude's frozen. Uh, I'm going to text him real quick to let him know. Oh, his power went out. Rip Jude, everybody. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the back. Uh, I'm going to read a couple more comments, I guess. And and if no breaking news happens or if Jude doesn't come back, we'll probably just wrap this up because who knows how long we'll have to wait for the Spurs to make another move. Um, Let's see. Ubre at two, Keldon at three. Am I still on? Yeah, I'm still on. Yeah, sorry, Jude's texting me right now. Um, yep. Looks like it's just me. Alrighty. Hopefully he can rejoin here in a second. Uh, Ubre at two, Keldon at three. I mean, Keldon at two, Ubre at three, maybe, but I don't know who would play at four and five. David Gonzalez. Um, Miles, there's no one we need to keep more than Jakob. At this point, where we're looking like we're not going to get another big guy, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Mocha, for letting me know. Noah, I think you're right. Luca and Lonnie's last year. That's why I really wanted to keep uh, Luca as the backup for, uh, and maybe, I don't want to say not get Ubre because I do want Ubre really bad, but I also don't want to take minutes away from Luka Samanich before he's even had a chance to prove that he's good. Um, and Lonnie, yeah, same with Lonnie because his contract year is coming up, and he's one of those guys that has flashy moments and great highlight reels. So someone's going to throw a lot of money at him, and if he can't prove that he's like six man of the year caliber, maybe ceiling, I don't, I don't know if we should keep him or not. We got to see a big jump from him as well, especially with Rudy and Patty gone. He's going to really be running that backup unit for us. <laughs> I have absolute power. Thank you, Millennial Movies. It feels weird. I don't have a co-host. I'm just talking to myself right now. It's kind of a weird feeling. Zach Collins supposed to play the four? His Wikipedia page, uh, Montel, has him listed as a power forward slash center. He's 6'11". He can play both spots. Um, I'm gonna, I like, like Jude said, I'm really going to have to go back and watch some film on him because it's been a long time since he's actually played. Uh, I, I remember him playing back with the Blazers, back when he wasn't hurt. And I liked what I saw from him. He's a guy that can stretch the floor, but is also a big, strong body down low that could improve 
our woes that we had when we had Kelvin starting at the four spot. Um, so I, I would put him at the four, at least right now, since we only have one other four, and that is Lucas Samanich. Uh, but we'll see. He could also play the five, and we can put anyone else next to him. We'll see how the rotation works with him. Um, Alexander with too many guards. Uh, so many good guards that it's hard to distribute this. You're right. I agree. We're in a we're in a weird spot. I don't want McDermott guarding any athletic threes and fours. You forgot Forbes is terrible. This guy might be worse. M Easy, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. Um, I have watched a lot of Doug McDermott. I watched him play with Creighton. I didn't really watch him in in Chicago, but I watched him quite a bit with Indiana, and he is not he is not as bad as Bryn. Bryn was disturbingly bad when he was starting at the two spot for us back in the day. Now they both are probably going to play similar roles, but Doug McDermott being 6'7", being longer, and, and quite frankly being a little bit more athletic than Bryn Forbes, I think he's more capable of a defender by far. Now, is he going to lock up people like Devin Vassell? No. Do I want him guarding LeBron James? Do I want him guarding Kevin Durant or some of these athletic threes and fours? Absolutely not. Um, but I'm going to have to disagree with you on your second sentence, which is he might be worse than Forbes. No, I don't think so. Doug going to play four. Jude was talking about it. He played a lot of four for Indiana last year. So that's a possibility. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it, but I don't want it to happen. It's the same reason I don't want Kelvin playing the four. He's just going to get bullied too much down low when we're playing guys you know, he's, he's coming over to the West now. Now he's got to deal with more than just Giannis and Joel. You know, he's got a lot of big dudes in the West that he's going to have to face. AD, um, I'm trying to think of more. I know Jokic is a five, but, you know, I, I don't want him playing the four spot. But if that's all we got, that's all we got. It's Like I said, this is going to be a strange rotation. I have the roster written out in front of me. and. Jakob and Eubanks at the center, Collins and Luca at the four, and then we have Keldon, Devin, Doug, and Wisecamp at the three spot. I haven't even mentioned Keita Bates Diop. And then we got, you know, obviously loaded at the guard spot. Everyone knows who we got at the guards. Uh, can you explain why people think it would be bad to let DeRozan walk if we can't get a package that meets our timeline? I think people, Miles, including me, just kind of have a bad taste in their mouth. Because we let Lamarcus go for literally nothing, we waived Powell when he was old and useless, and we were giving him so much money. And I, I get the logic. Why would you give someone up for nothing when you can get something back in return? But if it doesn't fit, I agree with you. If it doesn't fit our youth movement, I'm not exactly about it. And now that we have Collins, do we even really want Laurie Markinen? Now are we going to be stacked at the four spot? And who's going to back? Is Luca going to get any minutes? So it's it's a weird. We're in a weird spot right now. Lakers got Howard back. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, good news, everybody. Jude is going to be back in just a second. He's resetting his Wi-Fi. So if you're just a big fan of Jude and don't like my face up here, stay anyway because Jude will be back. I promise. Uh, they are neglecting the five spot. You're right, I'm easy. You're right. <laughs> as much as I think Jakob's a, a, a really capable defender and a, and a solid center, he's. I don't think he's the future of their five spot for sure. I think he's much better as a backup center, in my opinion. We have to spend the money on someone on though, right? Gorgie's not on our roster. Go Spurs go. Um, he, he's a free agent right now. Miles, yeah, Jude and I have discussed this a lot, and it really depends on what your opinion is of the Spurs and what you think our future is going to look like with free agency. Do you think we're going to get anyone in the next four years or so that is a transcendent talent enough to push us to a championship team? Are any superstar free agents going to want to come to the Spurs? I don't. I tend to think not because, like Jude said earlier, the only one we've gotten in recent memory is Lamarcus Aldridge, right? Otherwise, we really don't make that much noise in free agency because we're not a big market. We're not a destination spot like New York 
or Brooklyn or LA or any of those teams, Chicago even. You know, we're, we're the San Antonio Spurs. We draft our guys. We draft Tim Duncan, Manu, David Robinson, TP, Kawhi. We draft our superstar talent. And right now, I don't know if we have a superstar on our roster. You know, we thought maybe DJ would be that. And he's he's panned out to become a really solid point guard. But is he going to be a superstar? Probably not. Derek's probably too old at this point to become a superstar player. So Jude and I tend to think, that what we need to do as a team is sign guys to be role players for the future and hope we draft a superstar to be our, our centerpiece, our cornerstone. And then we can start trading some of these contracts that maybe they're, they didn't pan out, like a Luca, like a Lonnie. Who knows what you know where they're going to end up after this season. Um, so do we have to spend the money on someone? Depends on who's available. Depends on who's available. That's really all I can say. If someone is there that could be a piece and is young and fits our timeline, like a Kelly Oubre, I think we should try to pay him. Now, will he sign with us? Maybe not, but we should at least try. Older power forwards that rebound and defend who could help. Uh, there were a few that we would uh, Oh, okay. he's back. Yay. Hey. Thank you. So I was so scared. We've never... We've never had this happen before. And I know that there were some other people whose power went out too. So I know I wasn't the only one. Um, but I was just so glad because I started this stream at first. And mm -hmm. so I thought that I thought that we were going to be like screwed. I thought that the stream was going to shut down. But luckily, <laughs> the way that it works is it keeps you in here when I dip so that, that everything can keep going um, and all good. And I see we got 42 people in here still. So. I'm yeah, so glad that I'm so glad that this worked out, and now I'm back. You had to reset the Wi-Fi, but we're good. Um, it has been an hour, so I mean, maybe we can have like one little more convo, and then maybe wrap things up. Um, yeah, I was just about to answer this question, this last, okay. this Miles question. Um, if if that's the case, are there any older power forwards that can rebound, defend, who could help? Uh, left on the board, I'm not sure. So let me go. Let me go look real quick for you. Um, Oh, oh, here's a guy. Perfect. 25 years old. Trey Lyles. He's really, he's got a high ceiling. We should really throw the bag at Trey Lyles. I'm just joking. Of course, I wouldn't, I would not want to re-sign Trey Lyles. Uh, he is gone forever. <laughs> um, there's a, there's a James Johnson still on the board. He's a power forward. It's really physical. He's a, he's really like a Walmart brand. Dennis Rodman kind of plays similar <laughs> bat, like, style but he's not nearly as dominant um and he's he's 34 years old so we could probably get him pretty cheap um just looking for guys that can play the four or the five boban's gone alex len is gone dwight howard's gone bobby portis is gone oh my god my dogs are freaking out so i'm gonna <laughs> mute myself for a second so you guys don't have to hear me jude continue talking <laughs> Yes. Okay. This is this has been this the fun world of live streaming. I feel like that's what we've that's what we've learned about. We you know we had me exiting out, getting you know Mother Nature just inserted me out of the video, and then now you know the dogs. I don't know if it's raining over there where you where you're at, but maybe they're barking at something like that. I don't know what they're barking at, but it could just be something else. But anyways, um, yeah. So Zach Collins, Doug McDermott, no news so far on anything else really Spurs related. I think I did just see something on Kieda Bates Diop, um, not to change the subject, but also, okay. All right, guys, Patty's gone. It's official. He will be signing with not, not us. No, he's not actually signing anywhere, but he is the Lakers and the Nets are in pursuit of Patty Mills, which is honestly exactly what I expected. I don't know about you, Ethan. I don't know if the dogs are still going crazy. Um, they just kind of stopped. I'm hoping okay. it's permanent. Okay, so yeah, Patty Mills being pursued by the Nets and the Lakers. Are you surprised? Not at all. I think that was pretty obvious um, to anybody that keeps up with you know the NBA. Shooters are always valuable, and the Lakers need shooters pretty, pretty bad. Bates uh, Diop's qualifying offer just got pulled. He hasn't already signed. I was wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> so no more Kieda Bates Diop. Bye. And we have well, not signed, we have not re-signed Dwarvy Jang as of right now. Um, and we're still yeah. kind of waiting on everything else really right now. It's all That's just nuts. stuff that we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, no more Kieda Bates Diop. The reason they wanted to do it was to create more cap space. 
Okay, that's smart. At least we know they're trying to do something. I think we're still. I think we're still trying to sign somebody. Mm-hmm. Could be Ubre. Maybe. Uh, I think. I think we could also still be working on a sign and trade with DeRozan of some sort. Um, no, yeah, and, no news on DeRozan. I'm kind of surprised. And the qualifying offer on DeRozan, or, or, or and that qualifying offer did just create. It only created like, like we went from 27 million to 28 million, um, but. Yeah. Uh, still, maybe I don't know. You know, you, you got to take, you got to squeeze every single million that you can um, in a lot of these sign-in trades. So that could pulling the 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 qualifying offer from Bates Diop. They had already extended it to him, and now they pulled it, which tells me they were intending to initially have him on the roster. But now they're trying to give themselves some uh, some a little bit more flexibility. I think is what they're doing. So mm. let's. I think really the main thing we're waiting on is this DeRozan sign-in trade. Yeah. I hope it happens sooner rather than later. And I do want to mention a couple names here. Uh, I can't remember who asked me, but who are some available kind of older guys that can maybe round out the big spots for us that can rebound, maybe play some defense. And here are a few names that haven't been signed, to my knowledge. Uh, we got Daniel Tice, the unrestricted free agent. Some people love him. Some people really don't like him. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched much of, him, of his highlights or anything like that from his days in Chicago or with Boston. So I don't really have an opinion on him. Uh, we also have an Enos Cantor that's available. Not a huge fan of Enos Cantor, but he does rebound and he's a big body. Rashawn Holmes. I didn't know he was an unrestricted free agent. I thought we were talking about trading for Rashawn Holmes, but according to this website, he is an unrestricted free agent center at 27 years old. And the last name I have right now is Frank, the tank Kaminsky from Phoenix. He is also available. Those are all decent options. I wouldn't mind Frank Kamensky, especially as a third string center. Um, I just think that he's pretty skilled um, and would get better defensively here. So, yeah, still, still some options, but I think that there is another big move that the Spurs. I don't. I mean, maybe this is just me reading into it too much, and maybe they just wanted to save money. But I feel like why would you try to save a million dollars if you already have twenty-seven million in cap space? That doesn't make sense to me unless you're trying to make another move. So yeah. like, maybe it is just the Spurs just doing it to be stupid, but it makes that it, like, I don't see how the Spurs like would be pressed to, you know, need that extra $1 million. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a little so, strange. So this seems like there could be, I think that the DeRozan, the DeRozan sign and trade and a potential Kelly Oubre deal are still imminent. Um, so those are the things to watch, but um, any final thoughts, Ethan? John Collins has not signed with the Hawks. Mm. That is still something, you know, maybe that one other, actually, that's probably what's most likely that that 1 million was for. Because remember in the tweet that we saw earlier, Ethan, is that um, the Spurs were just under offering Collins a max. Maybe pulling that offer from Keita Bates-Diop allows them to do that. And that's how they finish their offseason. Wow. That would be nice because then we move Zach Collins to the backup center spot or share minutes with Eubanks, depending on where his injury is right now. Insert Collins at that starting four. Doesn't take any minutes away from Lucas Samanich. And then we got McBuckets. And, and you've got and, and, and then you got Eubanks as the third string center still. Which is so very valuable. Got, that's that's a that's a great value pick. Um, in that situation. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We did get at least one Collins if we did. Yeah. You know, we got a Zach Collins. So, Gavin Sanchez, Ethan I appreciate you. Ethan looking man. mad cute this evening. Yes. Appreciate you. That it's the sick. really nasty attempt at trying to grow facial hair. It does it for people. I know. <laughs> All right. Ethan, any, any final thoughts here on this live stream? Uh, I'm not angry about what we've done. I just think that we just need one more one more guy that can play power forward or center and and we'll be good. If that's Collins, unbelievably happy with that. If it's marketing, I'm okay with that. If it's nobody, we're not going to win the chip anyway. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. All right. Well, you know, I would love to do this all night. Honestly, we still got a ton of people in there and in here and we appreciate you guys. But mm -hmm. honestly, after I got kicked out, after the power went off and we've been going for about an hour now, I think this would be just to make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, and OK, Ethan, let's let's make a commitment right now. And are you OK with it? And maybe this is just a bad idea. Maybe it's not a good idea. But if mm -hmm. at some point we're both free in the next like whatever hours and there's a big Spurs signing or a sign and trade or something, are you down to come back on live? I'm always down to come back on okay. live. 
Okay, so we'll, we will make this. We're going to dip, and we're going to avoid any, you know, any other malfunctions and make sure that we've got the recording right so that, you know, everybody who comes back and watches this can come back to it, and we can upload the podcast audio. If y'all don't know, if y'all want to just listen to, you know, any of the stuff that we talk about um, while you're driving or whatever, we do just upload to a podcast. Obviously, YouTube's the main thing, but we have that option for you if you want it. Um, and we want to make sure all that works good. But if there's a big news, we'll, we'll pop back in here. And uh, we'll be live again to talk about it. So, all right, y'all. Any okay? Any final final thoughts, Ethan? Go Spurs, go, my man. Go Spurs, go. All right, thank you guys so much. We'll catch y'all in the next one. We'll be live again probably soon because I have a feeling that the the Spurs will make a big move, but maybe they won't. But over the next couple of days, we'll see. We'll be here um, and we'll be making content. So, catch y'all in the next one, and we'll see you guys later.